Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show. I'm Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the secretaries of defense when it comes to their home front. You would call them the chief operating officer for their family. And you just do not want to get a Liberty Mom riled up because you don't know what's in store when you start tromping on their liberty. And I am excited because I ran into an old friend of mine down in St. George this last weekend, Shauna Cox. And Shauna has kind of had a little run-in with the local law enforcement there in Kanab, right? So was it a sheriff? It was a sheriff's deputy. Sheriff's and- deputy. And, and before we get into it, Shauna, I want our listeners to know that Shauna has been um, really a forefront in standing up for constitutional and our common law rights, that common law that dates back to Magna Carta, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so she became infamous with what happened up in Oregon with the Bundys and uh, and the unfortunate um, <clears throat> overreach of government in the murder of Lavoie Finnicum um, that happened five years ago. Five years ago. Uh-huh. Five years ago. And so she became infamous in that because she was up in Oregon when that took place and was an eyewitness to what happened. And um, luckily, uh, the Bundys and the court cases that evolved from that um, were, um, were won against the government. Unfortunately, the Lavoie Finnegan one has never even gone to court, the wrongful death suit that um, his wife has filed. But Shauna was very much in the thick of that and learned um, firsthand. I, I don't know if you knew all this stuff beforehand. Did you know all the common law? No. Shaking her head, no. So this was new for her. And this is kind of what I'm learning from a lot of people that stand spoken about liberty is they've had to learn it through firsthand experience when their rights have been violated and trampled on by the government. And so that gives you a little bit of background about um, Shauna, and she is not a weak-spirited person. She's a very um, strong firebrand, and um, uh, she found herself arrested and put in jail just a couple of weeks ago. And so share with our listeners kind of what happened with that. Well, I kind of knew it was going to come. Number one is because I've been teaching people about the Constitution and that you have rights. And that they, these officers are supposed to be following the Constitution they swore to uphold. So, therefore, if they interfere with their travel, it's against the law, which is called Utah, I mean, sorry, U.S. Code 18, Section 245, um, B1E. And it says that whoever, whether they're under color of law or not, interferes with your travel right? They have broken the law. It's a $10,000 fine to them or one year in prison or both. And if they have a dangerous weapon, which all of them carry a dangerous weapon, a taser, whatever, 
we uh, then it is a ten thousand dollar fine and ten years in prison. And if it, and that's what happened when they stopped Lavoy and myself and Ryan in in that truck because they had no right to pull us over, interfere with our travel. That's a God given right for travel, and well, they are and prohibited from doing that. They didn't just pull you over; they had a roadblock. Yes, and, and there was a, a, it was it was the attempt to kill. That's also in that same law, or a, you know, attempt to kidnap. They kidnapped us and they killed the boy. So, and that is their sentence. Their penalty for that is in that U.S. Code Title eighteen under Section two forty five. And it says that they should, and they it can be life imprisonment or it can be death, depending on what they were they're charged with. And then I began to learn all the laws that that they were they've sworn to uphold. And these officers have no idea, and they're being hired left and right, and they are sworn by oath of office to the Constitution, according to the Constitution Supremacy Clause in Article Six, Clause Two and Three. And this Constitution and all the laws of the United States, which are in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land. And the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. No law, no law or Constitution in any of the United States, it's not exactly right there, shall, um, in, the con- in controversy, shall uh, be null and void. So if they make a law in any state that goes against the Constitution, it's not a law. So they can't just make all these these laws that they're calling laws, which are codes and regulations, and they're wrapping us up in a spider web to hang us, and they become nothing but tax collectors, like the Pharisees, right? They became tax collectors, and those tax collectors do nothing more than enrich their industry. So they get more cars, they get fat, all this Stuff and I'm saying, and I've helped a lot of people through this court to call call them to a, a, a repentance. So, Shauna, the idea that we have the right to travel on our highways is a God given right. We have we have a right to be able to move from point A to point B. Okay, and, and some people believe it's not even in commerce, but it is in commerce. It says right in there, even in commerce. They can they can charge if you're a commercial and they have those uh, you know where you have the the what do you call them the way stations okay uh-huh. they can they can collect taxes for that for the on the highways for a commercial and to check them that they're safe while they're traveling in commerce but but anybody just traveling in anything right air water whatever you have motor air water water can travel and unimpeded by anybody they have no right to do it and so if they're coming in color of law now i'm calling them as color of law because in every single state it says that an officer to be an officer anybody who works for the government they have to have three things and they have to be licensed which is their oath of office so we want their oath of office they have to be they have a surety bond and all the people pay for the surety bond and then we have to have an insurance now that means that they have to have skin in the game. And in Utah Code 52, 1 through 13, it states that they shall have property exempt from sale. Now, how can you hire an officer that doesn't even own a home? 
They all have a lien on it. So if they've got a trustee, they're a borrower, they're not an owner. Therefore, how they are not qualified to become an officer at all because they can't abide by the Constitution and the law. So they do that to protect themselves, right? To protect us, we the people, from their faithful performance of their duty. So I'm a general contractor. Here's what happens. I have to be licensed. I have to be bonded so that if I do any kind of harm to your property or whatever, then they can pay for it. And then if I and then I have to have property so that I can bring give them restitution. So they can take everything I own to make them whole again. That's called restitution, like repentance, right? Mm-hmm. That's what every single officer and that works for the government in any shape, way, way, shape, or form has to have, or they are not an officer, they're under color of law. Wow. So, Shauna, this is a boatload of information for a lot of our listeners who aren't very familiar with common law or commerce law. I mean, you're getting into the, the, the parts of the, the code that we don't ever get into. I mean, we get pulled over, we get cited, and we just think we have to pay because that's what we've been conditioned to do. Absolutely. And we just don't understand that, no, they don't have that authority to do that. That's right. And I'm trying to prove that here. And I knew that this would probably come. So I'm, so I'm standing and hoping people understand this when I get through. I'm hoping they understand the law. When I do it tomorrow, um, I hope to have a lot of people in that courtroom and outside so that they know exactly how we have to stand up for our rights because we have them. We have all the rights and they have all the prohibitions. Right. So we're, we're talking with Shauna Cox, who is a uh, mother, grandmother, and a Liberty activist, Liberty mom extraordinaire down in, in uh, Kane County, Kanab. And she is going to be going to court tomorrow. And so we've got um, a break that we're going to take here in a few minutes, but we want you to stay with us because we're going to get into what she referenced is she knew this was going to happen. It's not too often when you know you're going to be pulled over for something, but Shauna did know that. So stay with us. We're here on the Liberty Moms podcast and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Thank you for joining us today. Chris Kimball is hosting, and I have with me one of our most stalwart Liberty Moms here in Utah, Shauna Cox. And Shauna actually has a court date tomorrow, and some people might be a little bit intimidated by having to go to court and stand in front of a judge, but you're actually looking forward to it, right? (laughs) Now, listen, that's, I am not used to this. I, it does make you nervous. It but makes I you nervous, but, but this is a chance for you to educate. This is an education moment, not only in the, the court system, but for those of us outside watching what has happened, because you just explained to everybody in the first segment how we have a 
right to be able to travel without anybody impeding our travel. Okay, and so what happened to you that um, put you in jail a few weeks ago? Okay, so I, I'm, this is like the third ticket I got, and it's because I ignored it. Be, I didn't ignore it. I showed up at the court date when they told me to. And when they told me to go into the court because I wasn't going to sign anything or, or go, anyway, when I get to the court because I've helped a number of people, instead of allowing me to see the judge, and then I can do my presentation. They blocked me at the window. And so they're beginning to do this across the state because maybe all states, I don't know. But, but because they know that we were, were using this law against them. So they said, uh, so they wouldn't allow me to even talk to the judge. I had to plea at the window. Well, I'm not going to plea because the minute I plea, I stepped into to their admiralty court. So I'm not going to plea. I need to be in front of the judge to teaching the law. Well, they don't want me there. So I, I did not go back. And they, so what they did is they revoked my driving license, which was okay. I could get rid of it anyway. I, you don't have to have one according to the Supreme Court. You can travel without a driver's license. It's been upheld over 1,600 times. So that's, that's not the problem. But when they pull you over, if you don't have a driver's license, right, per there, mm-hmm. But if you have a driver's license, listen to this. You sign a driver's license, then you become in contact track sorry, with the state to obey those laws. I don't have a contract with the state, and I have the right to travel. But if you don't have one, they are told that they will issue a warrant for your arrest if you don't come and pay the fine, and if I don't have one, and I cannot travel without one. That is not true. Those are all falsehoods. But they believe that. So they got a warrant for my arrest because I did not have a driver's license, right? And I did not show up to their trial. I did respond to them in the, in the due time, like the due process, process of law. And I, but I did go into common law court where it's a, it's a court of, your, of the people, by the people, for the people, which is when uh, Justice Scalia said that there's a fourth branch of government and that it was to hold the other three accountable didn't have anything to do with those three branches in 1992. And they passed it in the Supreme Court at a, at a vote from to six to three. It became law. And I think that law is called, uh, let me see, it's called uh, United States versus Williams. Okay, that was a case law. And United States versus Williams. Williams, uh huh. Okay. In 1990, I think. It, yeah, and it was decided in, in May the fourth of 1992. And so the common law has the right to do that. Plus, it's a common law grand jury. It's of the people. It doesn't. If you can't have anybody in the government that is party to or has association with these common law grand juries, nobody can know who they are. But in in a court, you're supposed to have um, a jury of who? Your peers, right? And you can't right. have peers if they're all handled and vote and and um, if their grand jury is is the judge's friends in the back room trying to indict you. That's that's what I found out was happening when I went to all these other trials in in Oregon and Nevada. I found out that that's who their grand juries are, and I knew who some of the people were on the grand juries, and so. 
they have this rigged to take away your rights. And I also filed uh, to the Supreme, I mean, to the Ninth Circuit for an appeal on in, the, in Oregon because I knew that they were stacking the juries. We saw how they stacked the juries. And after going to all these different trials, I can tell you exactly how they stacked the jury. And uh, that's to their benefit so that the judge can get the outcome that they want and they want to stop you. So if you go into their court, you're going to lose because they hold all the aces, all the cards. They have everything, including the jury. So a jury doesn't, but you have a right to jury. Remember the seventh amendment and the right. seventh amendment says that in suits of common law, remember that that's where the common law ties in with the Magna Carta. The Magna Carta was signed by King Edward and, in uh, 1297, and and uh, and calls it the common law, and that common law is what the founding fathers had. The Magna Carta. They came from Great Britain, and they gave us that Magna Carta. But what we already had it for for its in in its entirety. Your Admiralty Court is actually the Magna Carta, but they've twisted. Instead of having a jury of 25, you get a jury of 12 or nine, or even six. I've seen them do even six. And these are not the jury that were afforded. So now you have a Seventh Amendment in suits at common law where the controversy is over $20. The right to trial by jury shall be preserved. And no fact tried by a jury shall be reexamined in any court of the United States according to the rules of the common law. So if a grand jury of the people makes a decision and indicts them, they have no more authority. They can't bring it back into to their court. So that's where I'm going to go tomorrow. And so this is, it's important for our, this comes directly from the Constitution. It's the Absolutely. Statement. And it talks about any uh, type of uh, uh, infraction that is a value of $20 or... And we can't call infraction. Infraction is an animal to term it says in any types of lawsuits okay suits at common law right okay right so the the language is very important you have to use the correct language but you get educated on it and you like what you've done you've done a deep dive and and gotten educated on exactly what your rights are and they will try to bully us bully you to say that you can't get that or we will get you a trial by jury but we'll put we'll select the jury and you might not get 12 you might only get six or whatever and so you have to stand your ground and ask for what you have a right to have okay so that's great that is you know this is all lawful this is all under as you call it the color of law right well theirs is the color of law because they're not doing it lawfully they are they're, they are, are being somebody that... We're under common law. Matter. They're doing it under the color of law. Right. They're under color of law. We are under yeah. common law. Right. Okay. It's called the All rule right. of law. Right. So you knew that down the road, you would end up eventually having this warrant, and they would most likely want to arrest you. So um, how did that happen? Well, what's funny is I, I knew that was going to happen. But it was on Sunday, and I was headed back to church. And I had already talked to my bishop and my state president and told them this might happen, and I showed them the law. So don't get too excited because I knew this might happen. I was on my way to church to go get some grandkids to, and put their clothes on and take them to church. Everybody here knows me, and they knew when I'm coming to church. 
So the officer was sitting outside my subdivision on the side of the road when I pulled out and he just jumped behind me. And anyway, that's where he uh, picked me up. Okay. So Shauna, we're going to leave our audience hanging here so that we can hear the rest of it. But I love the fact that it's you with your grandkids. I mean, just this super big threat to our community. But we're, we've got more to share with Shauna Cox and her um, common law ordeal here. And stay with us. We'll be back after this short break on the Liberty Moms podcast. Welcome back. Chris Kimball hosting the Liberty Mom podcast today, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the chief operating officers of their family. And I have one of the most fiercest chief chief operating officer that I can think of right now. And that is Shauna Cox as my guest today. Shauna uh, has found herself in a situation where she is standing up for the law, the common law. And, uh, she has found herself in a situation where she was arrested. And right before we went to our break, Shauna was talking about the format, how they decided, um, the deputy sheriff decided to arrest her on the way to church. How nice is that? What a great way to start your Sabbath day, right? And it was fascinating, no less. So so when they arrested me and took me to jail, I said, no, I'm fasting. So I continued to fast for two and a half days because I said I want to be in front of the judge. Um, I did not want to fill out the papers, of course, you know, um, because they don't have any right for my information. And I said, I can't do that. They said, well, no one's ever done that before. And the saddest part is that all those officers in our county, in our jail, okay, we as a people voted not to put that prison in our community, but they did it anyway. And now all of those uh, people in the community in positions of authority or, or officers, okay, have their children working in there. And the other half of the community are the ones that are being arrested and being keep getting put in there. At this time, we have 10 return missionaries in there. And it's a terrible thing because you can't, you can't uh, have a crime unless you have a victim. So all of these laws that they've made, which are DUIs or drinking or drugs, or when it's the same thing we have with the masks and the vaccines. You have no right, according to the Fourth Amendment, because we have a right to be secure in our persons. You can't tell us what we can eat or what we can drink, what we can that we have to take a shot, that we can't have to wear a mask. That's against the Constitution. And they've done that, and they are now taking hold of all these people with no victims. So they're victimless crimes where we have more than 90% of the people in prison on victimless crimes. Now I'm sad because my heart breaks because I know all these kids. I know their children. I know I probably taught most of them in scouts or in, um, you know, in primary, I was a primary president. I was in, uh, in, I was a soccer mom. I mean, baseball, basketball, I was did all those things, and here I am, um, 
and these and I have this group of kids that are working in this prison as security guards that don't know the Constitution, and their job is being funded by the other half of the community who did something, and they put them in jail, and they spend the rest of their years now being shamed because they did something that they, you know, and, and have to keep paying these penalties. And, and I see what happened is while they get into jail, even though these guys are nice to them inside the prison, they have now feel embarrassed and shamed when they come into the community. And so now when they come there, the friends that they made were the people in jail. So now they hang out more with the people in jail who, who accepted them against the ones that should be loving them. And I am, and our, in our area, we have the highest rate of suicide in, in a percentage wise of, of um, population than almost the whole United States. And I'm sick. And I'm not letting it happen on my watch any longer. And it breaks my heart and I weep. So there's a lot of fallout and repercussion and bad consequences when we're not following common law and not following God's law because God's common law is based on God's law. Absolutely. And so when we start to ignore it or circumvent it or impede it, there is a big fallout and you're, you just explained to our listeners how it trickles down into this, um, the shaming and the um, embarrassment that can happen from a victimless crime, crime in, in air quotes, there's no victim. Okay. But yet they end up getting arrested and put in jail and then they are sent down the wrong path. And I just had a 42 year old, I had a 42 year old young man. I love very much in the community that committed suicide just recently. Okay. And, and this is, and he was a return missionary. All these guys were good kids. They're good kids. They're all good kids. And, and it breaks my heart. And I uh, feel like I'm all their mother. I'm all their mom, you know, because we're a community. You're and I love them. And I have to stop this. David O. McKay said, brethren, if you don't stand up for the Constitution, amen to your priesthood in this life and in the next. So we, I am calling them to repentance. Right. So you're taking a stand, hoping to educate your community who know you. Because it's a small, this isn't like living in Salt Lake or, or um, you know, Sandy or big, big, huge cities where, but you're in a small community where everybody knows everybody. Right. Hey, you've grown up and they all know who you are. And, and uh, you're seeing where common law, God's law has been abused by people who have good intentions, but they've been, um, I believe that's the term I heard, a systemically corrupt system which is what we have created in absolutely law. and it, they don't and they don't even know it that's the that's they don't know it yeah they're ignorant to it themselves and so Shauna you are taking the steps tomorrow you're going to be in court at 9 a.m yes nab and um, anybody's welcome to go right I encourage them please come yes so if you're in that area and can get to it, Please go and support Shauna as she stands up for not only her rights, but our rights as well, because we all benefit from all of these individuals that are taking the time and learning and, and um, 
girding up the courage to do this. This is a very scary thing. And like you mentioned earlier, it makes you nervous. I mean, it's just, you know, you've got your nerves going and. Well, they call me Joan of Arc, but here's the thing. They might burn me at the stake, but I'm not, but I'll go down fighting. (laughs) I think that's where we all are going to see things turn out. um, If we don't start standing up and pushing back against this tyranny. Okay. Because we cannot have the government infringing on our rights. And you mentioned the fourth amendment, right? Which is the right to our own person. They can't make us do things, put things on, inject things in our body, any of those types of things, because it infringes on our God-given rights to be the stewards of our bodies. Absolutely. You got it right. That's absolutely correct. So, So, Shauna, what is the best outcome you would look at for tomorrow? I would hope that the county attorney, because everybody looks to your county attorney for advice your commissioners, your uh, city council, everybody looks to the attorneys, and it's the attorneys that have ruined this nation. It's the wicked judges and attorneys that are the corruption that Ezra Taft Benson has told us over and over, and that's what I've learned through all of these courts and trials. They're the wicked ones, and and if we read the scriptures, that's exactly what happened to every nation that's been taken down is because of the wicked judges and attorneys. So I'm praying that they will repent, and get all, get get off of their big high horse because they think they have a you know to enrich themselves and and love the people. We are here to love and help each other, not to um, harm one another. And, and not I just to harm. I think it was Hugh Nibley that had a um, a reference. he gave a whole um, graduation speech that talked about the counterfeit robes. And yes. in the temple, and then we in our Babylonian world, we have the counterfeit robes in education and in the judiciary. Right, you're and, right. Um, yeah, and they get a little bit puffed up when um, they put those robes on, unfortunately. So, um, Shauna, thank you for your courage and for your willingness to stand up. And you mentioned constitution classes. Is there a it can we- I, I- I've been doing constitutional classes across the United States. Is um, there a website that we can send our listeners to? No, because they try to impede me all the time. So I, I usually go, I usually, sometimes I've done Zoom groups, you know, like it, it's, what God gave me was five steps back to the Constitution. And so it takes me like either five lessons or um, I can cram it into three days when I do two evenings and a an, an, Saturday or something, but there's a lot. Okay, so, so how would people get in touch with you if they want? Um, they should text me, number one, because I don't answer if they don't text. I don't know. If I don't know your number, I won't answer you. So it's because I have too many undercovers. <laughs> right. But they are, but but you can uh, text me at 435-899-0300. And that's 435-899-0300. Well, Shauna, we've got to sign off. Thank you again for sharing your story. And we wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer. We'll be praying for you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Stay with us. We'll be back after this short break.
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today, and we're switching gears just a little bit. We heard from Shauna Cox in the last uh, couple of segments, but I've got another Liberty Mom on that is joining us who is on the Your Health Freedom Fight, which falls under that Fourth Amendment that we talked about just moments ago. But the Fourth Amendment, the, the, uh, the right to privacy for your own person And Christian Chevrier is the founder of Your Health Freedom in Utah, and she has done a lot of work trying to make sure that our health freedoms, our right to our own health decisions are protected. And Christian's joining us today. She's got a symposium coming up just in a couple of weeks that we want to make sure our listeners know about so they can um, make arrangements to get signed up for that. So Kristen, Tell us about some of the guests that you've got lined up. All right. Thank you for having me on. This is going to be an amazing conference. We have the highly respected Dr. Paul Thomas, who is an amazing medical doctor, a pediatrician. He's a very genuine, kind, loving person, but he's also a board-certified pediatrician from Oregon. He's a published author of several books. He's the co-author of peer-reviewed studies, He received his MD from Dartmouth Medical School, and he has 10,000 patients in Portland, Oregon. Um, We have Dr. Peter McCullough, who some of you may have listened to. This guy is world class. He is, uh, everybody wants to have him come speak. The whole world is after him to come and speak. He actually is coming to Utah instead of going to Rome. So um, everybody should come and listen because he's taking his time to come here. And he even responds to my emails. Every time I send him an email, he is the first one to respond out of all the speakers that we have. I'll shame them just a little bit. Um, anyway, he's, I know he's super busy, and he's taking time to come here to speak. He's the professor, a professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine. He's the president of the Cardiorenal Society of America, He's testified before the Texas legislature, and he's one of our keynote speakers. Um, Those are just two of the 11 amazing speakers that we have, and the topics that we're going to be covering are early intervention and real COVID numbers, critical thinking and medicine and science, religious exemptions, autoimmunity and COVID, scientific fraud, vaccinated versus unvaccinated health comparisons, how to talk about controversial subjects without burning bridges, research on possible remedies for adverse reactions to the COVID vaccine, and nutrients that build immunity and more than that. So um, the people that I think should be interested in this and want to come are with I guess there are a couple of groups that would be that should be interested, three groups. Individuals and families should be interested. Businesses and community should be interested and policymakers. So one of the biggest problems we have in healthcare is getting accurate information. And individuals and families should be very concerned about that. They should come and learn how to get accurate information and get accurate information at the symposium. And the symposium will give individuals access to this solid solid scientific data in a way that they can understand it and make use of it. So, and also it's going to give you a chance to interact with medical professionals, scientists, and other people who are interested in health freedom. So 
that's individuals and families, businesses and communities. Um, the things that have happened in 2020, 2020 and 2021 have put health freedom right smack in the center of every discussion in the town square. Every government, every business, school, family, church, all of us are being forced to confront questions of freedom that are related to health. And, and again, the speakers coming to this symposium are offering solid scientific data on these issues, and they will help us create better policies, save lives, um, save businesses, and save schools and communities. We cannot survive much longer doing what we're doing. I think that should be fairly obvious to most people by now. And we've already lost, as we were just talking with Shauna in the last segment, we've lost many individuals to suicide. And we've, and partially because they're losing their businesses, they're losing their hope in the future. And, and it's understandable. So um, we need to change something about where we're going because we're losing businesses, we're losing people, and this just can't continue. And um, so the businesses that are most impacted by COVID policies are the ones who deal with customers. They're the ones who we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, and they make up 40% of the Utah economy. So we need to create policies that protect these businesses from becoming enforcement arms of the, of the federal government. All of these things that we're going to be talking about at the symposium will be helpful on all of these levels. We need to, to be ready to make new policies, to create a new healthcare paradigm, um, to talk about early intervention and start using early intervention. I know you know this, Chris, but we, we have several people in our own circle who have family members who have been locked into the hospital. The family is not able to access them. The family is not able to direct their care. And they're not being given the medicines that could save their lives. So some of them I know have died. Um, I have a good friend whose who's brother-in-law passed away because he could not get the health care he needed. And I have another good friend whose um, uncle, I think it is, is, is in intensive care. They've given him remdesivir, which is destroying his organs. And, I mean, it's just criminal. And we have to know. Okay, so on the other hand, we have Kate Daly, who is a tiger. And she went in there and made them do what she wanted done and what she knew would help her husband. He came out in three days and is doing great. So we need to know the information so that we can protect our, ourselves and our loved ones if we end up in the hospital. That's so what right. the symposium is about. You're right, Kristen, because just as I talked about before, we getting educated on what our rights are, our God-given rights, we also have to know what is the best. We, we can't rely on, on the medical cartel anymore. No. But I call them because they've infiltrated every aspect from the pharmaceuticals, um, from the pharmacy to your personal doctor. They're following a protocol that is being um, sent to them from the CDC. And it's a protocol that is creating, I think they said you, the United States has the highest death rate per capita of any country with COVID. And it's because of this late treatment. They don't give us any early treatment. And then the protocol is check into the hospital and get, um, get intubated. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you want to buy tickets to the symposium, please go to our website. It's very easy. It's www.yourhealthfreedom.org. And the tickets are right there on the homepage. We have a gala the night before where we're doing fundraising. We're all volunteers, so none of this is going to pay for our salaries or buy us boats or any of that kind of stuff. All of this is going to health freedom advocacy, and we donate hundreds of hours, um, well, probably thousands of hours uh, over the last couple of years that, that we are doing just because we feel so strongly that you deserve to have informed consent. So that's why we do what we do. We're bringing in these speakers, and don't miss it. Don't miss it, because you will go away so educated and ready for what is coming, and things are coming. Mm -hmm. I wish I could say I thought we were going back to normal. I do not. Mm -hmm. I do not. And I think we need to be ready in, in all ways to move forward with a new paradigm. Exactly. And thank you for all the work it takes to put on this kind of an event, to bring in these top doctors from across the country and to have them right here in our own space. And the, the symposium, the gala is in Utah County, right? Mm -hmm. It's in Lehigh. It's in Lehigh. So if that makes a difference to those of you that are in Utah County. And then the symposium is up in Layton, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, right. and we will tell you um, a week before, we'll tell you the, if you buy a ticket, we'll tell you where it is. Um, because of censorship and other issues that we're having right now, we don't feel like it's wise to advertise locations. So welcome to 2021, right? Yeah. Crazy yep. times. So thank exactly. you. So I recommend all of you to go get tickets, yourhealthfreedom.org. Yes, yourhealthfreedom.org. And also you can sign up to get involved in the advocacy work. There's a get involved form on the website and we'll send you emails, keep you updated on legislation and yes. all of that. Kristen's group is really the, the group to be involved with because as Liberty Moms, you want to be doing what you can to make sure that your family is protected from any egregious mandates or laws or restrictions so thank you Kristen. thank you for taking time to be with me and um, thank you for listening to the liberty mod program and being part of our loving liberty network we'll talk we'll be with you again next week